0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, happy new comic book day and welcome to another edition of Panel Riot. So, like we always do, Stan, I'm begging you, play our theme song. No, no, uh uh-uh, no, no, Stan, no. That absolutely 100% cannot be our theme song. You've got to play something else. Stan, I'm... Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came (laughs) No! No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I know it's your favorite show. Yes, it was great. But no, we can't have the Cheers theme as our theme song. You've got to pick something else. Whatever happened to the milkman Oh, absolutely the not. Absolutely no. There is absolutely no way that our theme can be the full house. Me, Stan, you think we can afford the Friends theme? The Friends theme as a theme song? Come on. It just, I'm begging you, just pick a. Hey, you got it. You got it, Stan. That's perfect. This is the sister sister theme. The perfect theme for a comic book based podcast. Stan, I'm sorry. I got a little upset, and maybe I let this go on a little longer than it needed to. Look, buddy, maybe it's time we let you go. All right? Maybe it's time we really need to reevaluate your your position here at panel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Panel Riot. I am so happy to have you with us. Um, I, I want to start off by apologizing this previous week. We actually did not have an episode. Uh, we've been making some changes to uh, to the studio, and uh, there's been some discussions with intern stands, some movements, and also I was sick. I was real sick. And uh, it, it was not a good time to have my voice uh, bouncing around in your head bones. So, uh, but we're back. We're back with uh, Panel Riot episode nine. In this episode, we're going to be discussing a uh, real interesting piece of comics history. Um, it's it's. I, I encourage you to pause the podcast, go to YouTube because it is on YouTube, and do a search for "Pride of the X Men." Hold on a second don't spell it with an I, because it's with a Y, that's right folks, P-R-Y-D-E of the X-Men, get it, Shadow Cat? Kitty Pride, get it, alright, so, some backstory, this was kind of, uh, it was an attempt at getting an X-Men cartoon series back in 1989, okay, and uh, they—it was a one-off. They produced it. Stanley actually narrated it. And this—I th- I believe this was the age of the uh, the arcade game, the X-Men arcade game that you should know and love. And if you don't, why? This, let me tell you, this was a fine piece of animation. I had it on VHS, and I watched it so much that I'm surprised the tape didn't break, which I don't even know if that's actually a thing. It featured such X-Men as Cyclops, and of course Professor X. There was Nightcrawler, Storm, Dazzler, Colossus, Wolverine, which I want to point out, Wolverine uh, was Australian. For some strange reason, uh, he was Australian in this series. Why not? I think he was supposed to be Australian at one point in the comics. Uh, I heard a story about that at some point. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter at all. Um, It it really is uh, just a a slice of 1989 if you go and watch it. Uh, The episode was written by a gentleman named Larry Parr and directed by Ray Lee. And I think there's a reason you don't know who those people are because, wow. Just wow. I The only recognizable name attached to this is Stan Lee. Stan Lee narrates. And, uh, guys, I haven't. Here's the other thing, um, which is kind of the point of this episode. I haven't watched this since I was a kid, I was very young, uh, Obviously, 1989. I probably had this 1990, 1991, and uh, I haven't watched it in years. So, for this first little section, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I remember about it, what I think I remember about it, and then I'm going to watch it, and then we're going to come back for the second portion, and I'm going to tell you what it was actually like. And I can only imagine that it's a lot more brutal than I remember. So,. It's uh, Like I said, it was a pilot. It serves as an introduction to the X-Men and also an introduction to Kitty Pride. She is becoming a member of the X-Men, the 1989 X-Men. So it has all of those people I mentioned. And surprise, surprise, they're all in the arcade game. Um, I remember Nightcrawler hitting on Dazzler a lot. I remember Wolverine being gruff and Australian for no reason and uh, being very dismissive of uh of um shadow cat and uh do I keep saying dazzler instead of Shadowcat? cat doesn't matter dazzler's already on the team shadow cat slash kitty pride is becoming a member of the team. Now let's see here. Um I remember Magneto attacking some trucks at one point to free another mutant, maybe, or maybe someone's attacking trucks to free Magneto. Um, I remember a training session in the Danger Room. Oh, was there something about a jungle? I think that was in the Danger Room. And Cyclops is running around, and it seems like he gets smashed, and Kitty Pride is all upset. But it turns out he's made a metal and it's fine. I think they do a similar gag with Nightcrawler. They think he's dead. But it's like, no, 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 it's okay, because he teleports. Um, do they go into space? I think they go into Asteroid M at one point because someone's, I think Nightcrawler, or somebody's burning up in re-entry, and Nightcrawler risks his life to save Kitty Pride, I'm pretty sure, because she's all freaked out by him at first, because, oh, he's weird, and he's blue, and he's furry, and that's no good, because even though we're all mutants, it doesn't matter, because he's a weird-looking mutant. Ooh. Anyway, um, weird, not great, not great. Uh, I remember it not being great. I remember absolutely loving it as a child. I remember watching it again and again. and um, I remember even back then thinking that it had to be Patrick Stewart to play Professor X. And being very excited when the movie finally came out and it was him. Um, Mainly, I, I just remember that Australian accent. Holy crap. Holy crap. And, and just being baffled. No, cause I said, yeah, because this. I think by the time I got to it, I, it was it was established that Wolverine was Canadian. Weird. Very very strange. Um, so anyway, yeah, you got the X Men arcade game, and um, the the X Men TV series, the cartoon TV series, um, that wasn't until let's take a look. Uh, just a couple of years later, uh, that debuted in 1992 but it was so vastly different from this from this um one off that uh it's like uh comparing apples to uh I don't know, rabid squirrels. There's just there's just no stacking them up against each other. Um so uh we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors and uh I'm going to watch this thing which I think it's only about 20 minutes long give or take. Uh so I won't be gone very long. So you can just uh hang out, stick around. Or go watch it yourself go to youtube and just search for pride of the x-men p-r-y-d-e of the x-men and you will find uh, what i am talking about so quick word from our sponsors i'll be right back this is panel riot stick around in or around the pittsburgh area check out metamorphosis pittsburgh's only full service organic salon spa and wellness studio haircut check manny check petty check Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at spa.pgh.com. That's s-p-a-p-g-h.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. No place to hide. New place to run, new place to run, the, the change change. has now begun. It's Two things. Uh, First off, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Metamorphosis. They do amazing work. I am actually in just a few days going out there to get a haircut, and I absolutely cannot wait. Please, if you are in the area, check them out, spapgh.com. They are absolutely worth the time. Second, uh, the thing that the little bit of sound music, sound music, yeah, whatever, that you just heard um, after the commercial was the opening theme to this episode pride of the X-Men cartoon that we're watching and talking about this episode oh man Um, (laughs) it is something else Uh, it lives up to the theme song it's basically like I said this came out in 1989 and it is very much an 80's cartoon Uh, so let's get right into it I took a bunch of notes um, while I was watching, there's only about 22 minutes, um, so the first thing you hear are the dulcet tones of Stan Lee, uh, talking about mutants, talking about how your, your classmates, your friends, your family, they could be mutants, and you'd never know, uh, and the first thing the character says is, muties, I hate them, sets the tone rather quickly, I think, um, Magneto's being transported by the government, presumably just for being magneto um, and uh, and he needs to escape he needs to escape now one of the things I noticed right away is this uh, this has an actual pretty much an old school anime style very uh um, uh what was the name of the the one of the you know spaceships and giant robots, one of those uh, from the eighties very similar animation style, which is actually a lot better than I remember it being. I thought it was not good. Um, but the animation was pretty good. It is it is very simplistic in the way that anime is, or was, or used to be. I haven't watched anime in a long time, in the interest of full disclosure. Um, but uh, the only things moving are the things that need to be moving, and the special effects. So, as I said, Magneto is being transported by the government, because he is Magneto, and you got that's how you gotta handle him, um, and uh, he gets broken out, broken out of this uh, army truck by Emma Frost, presumably Emma Frost, uh, she's only called the White Queen in this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it's Emma Frost, um, because I like Emma Frost, I can't help it, she's not British though, she's got a weird squeaky voice, which I do not enjoy, uh one of the most interesting things, I said I watched this a lot as a kid, and I didn't remember a lot of the dialogue, necessarily, but I did remember the rhythm of it. Uh, It's the way, it's like uh, Princess Bride. When I watch Princess Bride, just off the top of my head, I can quote it a lot, but I can't give you a line-for-line reading off the top of my head, but I can, the rhythm of the way the dialogue is and the way the sound effects are, that is ingrained in my head. Um... And it's the same with this it's it's amazing, so he escapes from the army and then we cut to the x men uh not really, we cut to Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride is arriving in a taxi, and she tells the taxi driver to wait and it's a good thing that he didn't because she would have owed thousands of dollars to this taxi driver, because she just hangs out at, at the X mansion. And he, but he says, no, this place gives me the creeps, because, uh, you know, mutants or whatever. Um, so he, she, Kitty Pride, goes inside. She reads a letter from Professor X, goes inside, meets Professor X, who, even though he's in the danger room, which is just, like, down the hall... And not a long haul, mind you. He sends out a ghost of himself. A um, uh, Mario Kart speed run style ghost to guide her into the danger room. And then he shows off the X-Men and they each have the equivalent of an, an animated splash page. Um... And uh, there's the jungle that I remember. They're in this weird Mayan temple jungle thing in the danger room. And they are introduced to Cyclops, Colossus, Dazzler, Nightcrawler, Storm, and Wolverine. Wolverine. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier I had problems with Wolverine being Australian instead of Canadian. But let me tell you, Colossus is super Russian. Super Russian. Every single line he has in this cartoon is russian Somehow, the first thing he says after bursting through a wall of a temple is, "Is good." Super Russian, solid. Um, So we were introduced to all the different X-Men, and Xavier is explaining their powers, and then they get to Storm, and he basically says, "She controls the she controls the weather." We don't know why. Really, she's the one that's the mystery. You've got a guy who turns into metal and another one who shoots concussive eye beams Um, Even even more, Dazzler, who, quote, turns sound into blasts, or psionic blasts. I didn't quote it. Screw you. Um, (laughs) uh, Sorry. A little aggressive there. Um, But Storm is the mystery. She controls the weather. We don't really know why. Come on, man. Uh, Cyclops... I am ninety percent sure is voiced by Alan Thick. I really think that this is like a Hellboy situation where, you know, the credits and Wikipedia is completely wrong and it's actually Alan Thick doing the voice. The Hellboy situation is um was the it was uh Ron Perlman was given credit, but everybody knows it was Ted Danson that actually played Hellboy in the uh in the Hellboy movies. I mean, this is just common knowledge. Anyway. Um Storm, by the way, is awesome in all things, including this, and uh, I'm pretty sure that when she was young, Beyoncé watched this, saw Storm, and said, yep, that's for me. And let me tell you, that was a solid choice. So, there's a red alert of some sort. The X-Men leave. Xavier stays, Kitty stays. It was a trap, and they are being attacked by Magneto. At this point, I noticed that basically everything Xavier says is exposition. It's all explaining what's happening, explaining what you're seeing, explaining who people are, who Magneto is, who the Juggernaut is, what's happening, why they're attacking, what they're after, which is the mutant power circuit that runs Cerebro. Why not? Um, So, that gets a little tiresome, but the fact of the matter is, even while he's explaining stuff, there's happening. This show is super fast-paced. Like I said, it's 22 minutes, and it is action-packed. Um, they attack. They beat up Professor X. Kitty gives up the mutant power circuit super-duper easy. She's phased, but somehow Magneto still electrocutes her, and she's just like, volleyball, poof, and uh, Magneto bails. And there's this great scene where the, the music and the sound effects, everything goes away, and it's a close-up on Magneto, and he says, the world is mine solid real solid at this point i wrote down all things should be narrated by stanley i hold uh i hold that true i absolutely believe that it is a fact and um i would say that stanley narrating things is greater than um uh oh, what's his name i'm blanking on his name plays god in everything he was in the shawshank redemption uh morgan freeman morgan freeman sorry morgan freeman you do good work but stanley it's just it's he's got he's got that that something that's something anyway so uh fast forward a little bit they end up on asteroid m right no not yet no the i see the so the they go and fight pyro and the blob that was the distraction and pyro is also australian now why they decided to take two characters who are not australian at all at any point in any of the canon and make them australian your guess is as good as mine maybe they were they had friends that were that were just trying to like they had friends in australia trying to get him a job or maybe they just had a thing for giving new zealand the finger i don't know but lots of australians in this um and uh, for some reason he calls Cyclops, uh, ribby eyes, not rib eyes, ribby eyes. I said it right. What does that even mean? Cut to asteroid M, where uh, Magneto is using the mutant circuit to use this to control the Scorpio comet for reasons that are unclear. The whole time, uh, and they introduce Toad. Toad does his best Igor impression um his best you know you know Frankenstein Igor impression and Lockheed is on asteroid M for some reason don't know why um actually okay so uh, this I have this theory the more I watch this um this cartoon I have this theory that it is predicting things to come in the Marvel universe for the next 20 years and that is actually a good uh, a good indicator right there because it's later revealed in the comics that Lockheed is an alien, not not just the little dragon. He's an alien from another planet. Hmm. Interesting. There he is on asteroid M, which is conceivably another well, not planet, but anyway, uh, he's there, and Magneto like, you know, kicks him around and everything like that. Uh, they the X Men return to the mansion. They find Professor X under just an unreasonable amount of debris. Um. Storm blows the debris away with her wind powers, of course, and they lay him down on a table, and the first thing he does is sit up and move his legs! Professor X moves his legs while he sits up, and he's like, where's Kitty? Oh, Cyclops, where's Kitty? Uh, How about ignoring where your newest X-Men has gone, and uh, focusing on this miracle that you can use your legs now. It's what is even happening so Wolverine at this point has given just just a handful of lines one of the lines was threatening pyro saying he was going to be talking out the other end of his something he gets cut off. who knows what the other end of what he would be talking out of head anus Australian accent the other end of his kangaroo the other end of his outback I bet that's what it was. Anyway that line is the only line that is not about Kitty Pride. Every single line that Wolverine says aside from that is about Kitty Pride and how it's bullshit that she's hanging out. He does not like Kitty Pride. And I, I, I really wanna just write down all the dialogue from this and do a little pie chart because uh Talking shit on Kitty Pride would be most of it. And then Threatening Pyro would be a little sliver. And a Weird Growl. He has a weird, like, cat growl. That would be another section of the pie. Anyway, at this point, it occurred to me, this is, you know, kind of the original X-Men, kind of the new X-Men. You've got Cyclops there. Uh, but he's the only member from the original X-Men team. There's no Angel no Beast, no Iceman, and where is Jean Grey? One of the greatest X-Men of all time. Where is Jean Grey? It's thoroughly upsetting that none of the original X-Men are there with the exception of Cyclops. It was very, very, very frustrating. So, at this point, I wrote down in big block letters, you know, this is actually pretty damn good. Because it is! It's fast-paced, the action is good, it's funny in parts. It's really well done. No wonder I've been a fan of X-Men my entire life because this is what I started with. Um folks, we're going to take another quick quick break, we are going to hear this is, uh, they're not necessarily a sponsor, but you know them well if you listen to the podcast all the way through we are going to hear about some other shows on the Sorgatron Media Network three other shows to be exact and one, sometimes two of them sometimes all three, you can find me on so, give them a listen, check them out go to the websites, come right back here, we're going to do a wrap up About uh, the last little section here of Pride of the X Men. And then uh, we're going to talk about some future episodes, future episodes of Panel Riot, some stuff I got in the pipeline. So, to recap sponsor, wrap up, a look into the future. We'll be right back. Panel Riot. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net Hi everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out InsertCoinToBegin.com New articles going up daily and you can check out our podcast the Boss Battle on Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions no holds barred check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle Who doggies, those sound like good shows and let me tell you from first hand experience they are, especially that third one, that Wrestling Mayhem Show I've been saying it for years, it's the best podcast anywhere on the internet especially the best wrestling theme podcast anywhere on the internet and uh, it doesn't hurt that I'm on it it's uh, holds place near and dear to my heart. But, hey, that's another episode. Wrestling Comics, we'll get into that someday. So, let's, uh, let's pull this, uh, pull this into the, uh, pull this, uh, pull, I got nothing. Um, let's finish this up. Kitty Pride is wearing socks and sandals, and it took me this long to realize that's what's happening. That is no good. The X-Men go into space! They get into the Blackbird, which can also apparently go into space, and boy, do they, because that's where asteroid M lives in space. Um, the X-Men leave the spaceship to attack asteroid M, and Magneto rolls up to the uh, to the lockers in the back, and he's like, "You can come out now." And who is it? Oh, of course, it's Kitty Pride. and she's got her own spacesuit, which is fine, but I'm pretty sure those things are custom made, and uh, she's she's gonna go after Magneto. And she's like, it's my fault, he's got the thing. And Professor X is like, it's real dangerous. And she's like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. And what does she do? She walks through the wall of the spaceship, like, she, like her power doesn't short-circuit electronics. Wolverine was right. She is a pain in the ass. So... They are going through the whole team of the X-Men going through Asteroid M. They keep encountering different enemies, like you do uh, in a cartoon made to promote a video game. Uh, Wolverine faces off against Toad at one point, and he calls him Dingo, because why not? Uh, Colossus and the Juggernaut decide to fight. The Juggernaut tears down a big giant piece of ventilation and tries to hit Colossus with it, and they uh, they kind of wrestle over that for a while. Because, you know, I'm sure that Magneto has just made of money, and can replace the ventilation at any time. In the meantime, Asteroid M is going to be freezing, or super hot, because uh, Juggernaut couldn't use his fists or head, and just had to tear pieces of the wall off. This is a, an interesting portion, which I feel... Oh, wait, no, go back to... Let's go back, let's go back for a second. Um, Colossus versus Juggernaut. Uh, if you know your X-Men history at one point, Colossus takes on the powers of the Juggernaut. So that's interesting, isn't it? That's a little bit of uh, foreshadowing. Wolverine fights Toad. Toad later on becomes a janitor at the Jean Grey School, which Wolverine runs and sets up. Fascinating. And this next one is going to really make you think... Cyclops gets into it with Emma Frost. And if you know your X-Men, Cyclops gets into it with Emma Frost. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I assume they had sex immediately after the camera cut away in this kid's cartoon. Um, Nightcrawler is the only one to actually make it to Magneto, and I was super disappointed, having played the arcade game, that Magneto's first words were, Welcome, X-Men. Welcome to Die. So, I was trying to figure out Magneto's scheme at this point. He's going to smash a comet into the Earth, which would somehow leave only the mutants, because he said soon Earth will belong to the mutants. Maybe he only met him and his friends, and he was going to kill all the other mutants? But that seems uh, unreasonable. That doesn't seem very productive, you know? Basically, I don't think Magneto's thought this plan through. Unless he's going to, like, smash the comet into the planet so that it only kills the humans? Or maybe just a certain section that takes out the most amount of... It doesn't matter. He hasn't thought it through, and it's a cartoon. So. Long story short, his plan is thwarted. Nightcrawler sacrifices himself. All in caps, I have written, Nightcrawler is dead! Another sign of things to come. Which, as you know, and we'll get into this in future episodes, Nightcrawler dies. Next line, all in caps, Nightcrawler is alive! Another sign of things to come. You get it. Um, It was at this point that I realized this cartoon is a prediction of 20 years of Marvel Comics, but looking back, I mean, it is 100%. I mean, this is what is happening in X-Men comics for the next 20 years. If the Scarlet Witch had showed up, then suddenly no one would have had powers, and then everyone would have had powers. Complicated, but accurate. The last thing that Wolverine says, surprise, surprise, it's about Kitty Pride. And he says, and I'm not going to try to do an Australian accent, because I can't, and I'm not going to insult my friends from Australia, but the last thing he says is, so the kid got lucky. That don't make her an X-Men. Not yet. Great insight from Wolverine. He's coming around. He's coming around after Kitty Pride does stuff that helps out, and Storm gives him a talking to, and He's standing there sharpening his claws, which I, I remember now, even as a kid, I was trying to figure out how is it that Wolverine is sharpening his claws with his claws? And you know what? For that matter, this is a whole other episode. But how do Wolverine's claws work? Sometimes they're curved, and sometimes they're straight, and sometimes they're super long, and sometimes they're not as long, which is fine. It's up to the you know to the artist. But like, are they just stored in his forearm? Is he flexing a muscle just to keep them poking out of his hand at all times? Are they like cat's claws like that? I have a million questions, and he's gonna die within the next couple of months. So. I'm not going to get answers to those questions. Because, I mean, God knows Wolverine's going to die. And it's not like he's going to come back. It's not like we're going to be able to examine these things. You know what I mean? This is a conversation that we have to have now. While we can. It's going to be straight up inappropriate soon to talk about Wolverine. Because he'll be dead. And that will be no good. Folks... I highly recommend that you find this video and watch it. If you're a fan of the X-Men at all, if you're a fan of any individual X-Men, if you're a fan of comic books or cartoons, or anime for that matter, go... You know what? If you're a fan of Australians, go and find Pride of the X-Men. It is 100% worth your time. So, let's look to the future. The future of Panel Riot, specifically. We finally, I think, have this uh, theme song thing settled, and I don't want to rest on our laurels or haunches. I don't know what the phrase is, but I think you get the point. I want to rocket forward and seize the day. Carpe the... You get it. The podcast. Um, so, I've got some plans for Panel Riot in the future. And I, I genuinely I, I want to... You know, put these out there. I want to know what you guys think. So, tweet me at Panel Riot on Twitter. Send me an email, Panel Riot at gmail.com. Um, I've got some ideas for future episodes. Some are already in the works. Some are going to take a little bit longer. For instance, here's one that's in the works: the character of Hope, the mutant messiah. I want to do a series of episodes about the comics that have been about her. There's Messiah Complex when she was born, and then there was uh, what was the next one? Second Coming, when she comes back as a teenager. And then, of course, uh, I, I'm absolutely going to do an episode that's Avengers versus X Men, which I feel is the payoff to the entire Hope storyline, right? And also, I mean, it's a huge crossover event worth some analysis. Speaking of huge crossover events, I'm going to do Civil War. I love the Civil War storyline. I want to talk about it, I want to talk about the you know, secondary and tertiary characters that were presented, the Speedball storyline alone could take up an entire episode. So maybe we'll do, you know, a multi-parter on that. Um, The the Siege storyline, I'm a big fan of. I want to do that, but I don't want to just look at storylines that I enjoy. I want to look at ones that I didn't enjoy. I'd like to go back and examine why and find out like, look for good things in them. For instance, the, uh, the Secret Invasion storyline. I was not a fan of that. Um, but I, I still want to go back and read it, examine it, find out why and how it can be made better, so on and so forth. Anyway, you get the idea. Um i also want to go further back for some of the other larger events i want to do an age of apocalypse storyline where i read all the age of apocalypse comics and then have bobby fj town back on because that is his favorite comic book arc and i want to talk to him about those um what is the other one the other oh the clone saga Yes, that's right for you, dear listener. I am going to read the entire Spider-Man clone saga, and I'm going to come on here and I'm going to talk about it. Speaking of terrible things that involve Spider-Man, there are a series There's a series of three podcasts in the works about terrible comic book movies. And the theme is threes. Now you guessed it, Spider-Man 3 is on there featuring our fearless leader Sorgatron. Uh, next up we are going to have X-Men 3. We watched the movie. We're going to talk about it featuring uh, Mad Mike from the, uh, the Rambling Movie Minute. I, I think it's just Movie Minute. doesn't matter. It's on the Sorgatron Media Network, and you should check that out. Uh, we're going to talk about X-Men 3, and then we're going to have Bobby F. J. Town on to talk about Blade 3, which I've never watched, and I'm afraid to. So those those are already in the works. Uh, here's a few other ideas I've had. I want to talk I want to do an episode about Scott Summers and about how he's currently in he's like public enemy number one because of he was possessed by the Phoenix force, did something bad, killed Xavier, um, and now he's still an outcast. And contrast that with the Scarlet Witch who was possessed by her own crazy brain and did something bad, killed a bunch of Avengers, and is now being welcomed back into the fold. So, that's something to be considered. Um, I am going to do a series about... or probably just an episode about the, the the comics where Wolverine went feral. He had his adamantium removed, and he went a little crazy, lost his nose briefly... Sort of, uh, it's complicated, but I want I want to talk about that. Um, I want to do a, a, a series about the all-new X-Men that Brian Michael Bendis has been writing. I'm a big fan. I think it's great, and I want to get into it. Um, I want to do a little bit about how Emma Frost went from my least favorite X-Man character to my favorite. And here's a hint: it had something to do with the accent. This will be a, a two-parter. Part one. Everybody hates. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, part one, everybody hates Wolverine. Part two, everybody hates Cyclops. These are very divisive characters. I want to get into why. Um, I want to do an episode talking about how I feel that the X-Men were at their best when they were living in San Francisco, which will be interesting because in upcoming issues, uh, Iron Man's moving to San Francisco. Daredevil already lives there, so we're going to have to get into that, of course. I want to talk about which beast is best original humanoid beast, blue beast with just the trunks, Avengers beast, uh, monkey beast, cat beast, there's been all these different mutations, and I want to get into it, um, let's see, what else is there, oh, I have admitted from the beginning, I read Marvel, I'm a fan of Marvel, I like Marvel comics, Choices have to be made. Money is being spent. I like Marvel Comics. However, I love to reach across the aisle and shake hands with my friends in the DC comic book lines. We had uh, Jack Bunja on to talk about Marvel versus DC. I'd like to have more conversations like that. I. It's entirely possible that I'm going to do a month of DC. Every week... I read a new storyline. I absolutely 100% want to read uh, The Court of the Owls, the Batman storyline. I love uh, Blackest Night, the Blackest Night storyline. I'd like to get into that. I never finished Brightest Day. I could finish that. Uh, Any of the Green Lantern stuff, really. I'm a fan of uh, the the different color spectrum. That was fun. Um, But I'm open to suggestions. Uh, I will 100% be doing an episode about Wonder Woman. And I would love to have a previous sort of guest on the show, Don Papuga, back to talk about Wonder Woman. I am working on an episode about women in comics. It will probably be a two-part or three-part series about women and their role in comics. I want to have a lot of different guests on about that. And uh, I really want to get into it, women's role in comics, present, past, and future, and what it could look like. really want to really want to dig into that topic um and uh yeah that's 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 mainly that's mainly what i got on the docket so far oh and uh of course terrible comic book movies we're also going to examine good comic book movies we're going to talk about batman i'm going to work my way through the marvel universe you know what i mean uh i've already started watching iron man 1 and taking notes so we'll have an upcoming episode about that um now okay so that's enough all this being said, you might not want to hear any of it. You might be like, this is a pretty good podcast, but all of that sounds like crap. Well, tell me what you want to hear. Because I am flexible. And this is episode 9. Is this 9? Episode 9. That we're recording currently and you're listening to with your ears. Well done. Congratulations. Um... So we're flexible. I want to know what you want to hear out there. Do you like when I have guests on? Do you like when it's just me? Let me know. Hit me up. I'm at DJ Lunchbox on Twitter, but like I said earlier, you can find us at Panel Riot on Twitter. You can also email us, panelriot at gmail.com, which I wholeheartedly encourage. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. We have a website. Can you believe it? I can't believe it myself, panelriot.com, I got the .com, you guys, I got the .com, that was obnoxious, I'm sorry, I just did that, anyway, it's a Tumblr site, but that means it's updated with content consistently, if you like comic art panels, if you like GIFs, who doesn't like a good GIF, by the way, it's pronounced GIF, who doesn't like a good GIF, honestly, Um, go and check it out at panelriot.com at least four posts a day, more if I have something to say, or if it's a show day, so on and so forth. You can hear us wherever you're hearing us now. Well done. Thank you for that. But just in case you are looking for us somewhere else, you can find us on Stitcher Smart Radio. Can you believe it? I can't. They picked us up they pay us hundreds they don't pay us anything uh you can you can find us on soundcloud for now and you can also hear us on itunes the big one the big one we are on itunes uh and that's it thank you so much for listening like i said go go and watch this video it's going to improve your life send us an email Tell us what you think. Check out our sponsors, spotpgh.com, sorgatronmedia.com, and I want to give a very, very special thanks. I know we didn't play a commercial uh, this week, but we're going to have to be rotating now, so we'll, we'll just have to wait till next week, but a very special thanks to the Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. Thanks for listening, true believers. Until next week, when hopefully... God willing, or Too willing, I will have thought of. Riot is a proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.